And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, the self-help industry is booming. Non-Christian self-help is all about self Christian self-help is all about self, and both are all about money for the helper and for the helpy. All of this is the exact opposite of the message of Jesus. Successful businesses and ministries do not declare that these gurus are right or righteous. And I want to say that again because a lot of people miss that. Successful businesses and ministries does not prove that these gurus or leaders are right or righteous. If that were the case, Reverend Sun Young Moon would be considered blessed by God. The Moonies? Really? Come on. Next, the most important truth to grasp for every living human being is this. Discover the purpose of why we were created. That is the key. We know it has to do with Jesus, but why did Jesus allow you and me to be made? What's the purpose of our existence? To be pure in this quest, we need to confess that our existence has to do with Jesus, and it has to do with what Jesus wants us to do generally and specifically. And finally, we examine the general will of God, which is for all of us. First, we give a partial list just to help us get started or to help us maintain the right track. But then we examine how to pursue the specific purposes of God. Finally, some form of assignment, appointment, or task that is ours alone for our individual lives is what we examine. Let's journey together for love's sake. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. You can do that live during the show. Hold on. Yep, it's working. Live during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's just like you want a free trip to Hawaii. What? Because you'll be talking to Captain Chris, and then you will be...
All right, now you had free pizza with dessert and everything or a trip to Hawaii. What are you, what are you choosing between those? I'm just asking. Probably Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> nice long pause. Hmm. I do like pizza. Hmm. <laughs> oh, dessert too. Yeah, I know. And then it's all covered, including tip. I mean, you don't have any obligation. You got to like that. Uh, bottom line, if you have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question, you are more than welcome. You are very welcome to engage with us live. Uh, I'm assuming you're alive. So the bottom line to that is you can reach out to us in the various ways of the phone call or the text or the email, or you can scream really loud, but I am in the inner sanctum of the of the entire studio station. So I, I just don't think you can get there, but you know. I have a loud voice. You never know. Uh, bottom line to that whole process, maybe you want to share a praise report. Maybe you want to share a prayer request because you want uh, prayer for something that's going on. That's good, too. We like to take care of one another and pray for one another. That's what the Scripture says. Carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We also give you an opportunity to answer trivia. Hmm. Who said this? Who prayed, Father... Forgive them, they know not what they do. Specifically these words, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Now that's the King James, by the way. You can do it this way too. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Okay? Who uh, said that? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Org. Okay, somebody's already calling in. See, we are just on it today. Uh, so if you're wanting to answer, you got about, what, a sixth of a second or something like that? Four, three, two, one, two, eight. All right, uh, let's go and uh, have this person respond. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. Great to hear your voice. How are you doing today? I'm doing a little better today. I started, you know what I did? I started a little bit of my homework this morning. I got up a little extra early. And anytime I'm doing a paper, I'm just being honest, I have this ugh feeling, but then once I start it, it doesn't seem as bad. <laughs> it's almost like whatever you're doing, like whether it's, you know, any kind of discipline, once you start it, it's okay. It's the lead up to it. So today I took some time and I did that and I feel really, I just have a better sense of what I need to do. So that well, doesn't I'll keep praying for you. Don't stop, man. The last thing, the last thing I need is less prayers, right? That's the yeah. last thing. All right. Who said, who prayed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus of Nazareth. That is correct, sir. You are a winner. And you notice our bell is back. So you actually get a double bell because we missed our bell the other day. Yeah. Good job, Gary. That's it. Jesus said they don't even they don't even know what they're doing, and that's true. They didn't, and many of us who crucified Christ before we became Christians and thought of him as less in in was in that we were in that same spot, but we didn't know what we were doing, and the mercy and the grace of God overtook us, and we said yes. Okay. I'll keep praying for you, All right. and, I, and others too, as the well, others. and they will for you as well. That's the okay. way we do it. We take care of one another. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Gary stepping in. Great job. Great job. Great job. Okay. All righty. So we got this teaching. You're not... <laughs> I don't even know how I'm going to teach this. Okay.
Now, when Eric listens to this, by the way, I'm just going to say he, he knows this one part really well. So have you ever seen a self-help book? I mean, come on, right? You walk through uh, airport, you go to any place. I mean, the self-help industry is huge, right? And there's all those interesting self-help books. I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. We're okay. I'm okay. You're not quite as okay. And then there's that one that says, I'm okay. You're a jerk. There's that one. And then in the Christian self-help books, it's, I'm okay if you support my ministry. So here, here is something that I want to make clear that you and I need to understand better than we do. And that, listen to this statement. Ready? Get ready, get ready, get ready. Okay? For This is a statement. You can always pull this. Uh, I can either send it to you via email if you like it, but just listen to this. Life is a waste Unless we discover the purpose of our creation. Only the creator can define what this purpose is. God defines our purpose through the revelation of his will. So we are directed by God to understand what his will is. Now, just this is, this is so good. I know it's very, uh, oh, it's kind of heady there. Just listen, okay? I'll, I'll, it's just super important. Life is a waste unless we discover the purpose of our creation. If you don't know why you're created, you're, you've missed it. Only the creator can define what that purpose is. That's just you, A plus B equals C. There's no word getting around this. God defines our purpose through the revelation of his will. So we are directed by God to understand what his will is. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives. Ephesians 5.17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And there's nobody that's really that's a Christian going to go. Well, yeah, no, I disagree. I I think our purpose has nothing to do with the Creator. It's like, oh, come on. But what's important for us to understand is that God didn't create us for nothing. He's like, yeah, I'm so bored. I know. Let's create an entire race of beings and play with them with a little electric zaps, and we'll we'll do all these weird things and experiments, and then we can all laugh together. <laughs> okay, this is not those little fish things you got from the comic books when you were nine that you put in a bowl and they magically came to life. This is not any of that. God created us to enjoy our fellowship, and we're gonna get into some of that in a second. And the purpose of his creation for us is the only sustainable reason for us to live. Because outside of that, we're outside of our existent purpose. Ooh, 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 philosophy all the way. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, me, mister, she goes, are are you Jewish? He goes, no, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down, and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay, fine. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're talking about purpose, finding the will of God, finding the general will, specific will. Yeah, 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 you've talked about that before, and I'll teach about it again. That's how that works. But in the meantime, here is a very interesting trivia question by which we will play the horn. True or false, Peter protested, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. True 
or false? Da-da. We got to come up with something on that. Da-da. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. I have a short joke. I know. It's amazing, right? But it is funny. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. It's kind of funny. All right. A young man asked an old rich man how he made his money. The old guy put on his wool vest and said, well, son... It was 1932, the depth of the Great Depression. And I was down to my last nickel. And I invested that nickel in an apple. And I spent the entire day polishing that apple. And at the end of the day, I sold that apple for 10 cents. The next morning, I invested those 10 cents into two apples. I spent the entire day polishing them and sold them at 5 p.m. for 20 cents. I continued this system for a week, and by the end of which I'd accumulated a fortune of $6.40. And then my wife's father died and left us $2 million. Come on. You can't tell me that's not funny. All right. <laughs> my wife's father. <laughs> Wait, I tell the Irving Saul joke. When I do that, people are gonna go, "Okay, I can't listen to your show anymore." It's so uh, worse than that. It's unbelievable. True or false? Don't, did we play the horn? Maybe we should play it again. Peter protested, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. Ah, if you think you know the answer to that, then you want to respond by either calling in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, David, at he must increase org. If we don't have an answer, uh, so I'll call in. I'll give the answer at the end of the segment if I can remember. So one of the things that we're talking about is purpose, right? You have a purpose. You weren't made because God was like, I'm so bored. Let's do something, okay? So like God was talking to the angels like they, 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 I mean, they could just have easily created a bowling alley. I mean, if you're going to think about it in those terms, bowling alley. See, that's when thunder and lightning. See, you got a strike. Aha, see? Okay, there you go. So the bottom line to that is that there is something greater or grander than the than, than simply meets the eye. And where creation finds its purpose is with its creator. That's just the, the most simplistic thing to understand that you understand life and much more the purpose of life as you connect to him who granted you life. But what my my statement or my hypotheses, ooh, 
big, big, big word, is that in order for you to understand your specific purposes, you and I had best be busy in our general purposes. In other words, we know there's something that has our fingerprint, our tag on it, our uniqueness, but until we get to that point, there are some general things that we need to be doing, and even when we do figure out what our specific purpose is, we still need to be doing those general things that the Lord has set before us. And so I just made a very short list. We've talked about it before. Talk about it until the end of time, which is basically when the Lord returns anyway. Uh, but, or, you know, give or take a thousand years. But the bottom line to that is this. These are the things that God expects of us, right? In Matthew 4, 4, it says, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Knowing God's heart is one of the general wills that every believer should be engaged with. Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about everything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. We not only need to know his heart, we need to share our heart so that we're in a relationship. He talks to us, we talk to him. And by the way, that word for, you got the uh, prayer, petition, thanksgiving, uh, has to do with dependence and specific needs and attitudes and specific desires. There's a third realm that God requires of us. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Because we are family, part of the general will of God is for us to fellowship. Giving. Oh, don't say giving is a part of it, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> you can't change it. Cheer, cheerfully give because that's what God wants. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So we got the Bible, we got prayer, we got fellowship, we got giving, serving. Serving like as a, a waiter or a waitress? Kind of, yeah. Uh, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. So Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Yes, you serving is a part of the general will of God. Reaching the lost and the unchurched. 2 Corinthians 5, 18, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. I add this one. To, I've had a few debates on this, but I still add this one. And I think thanksgiving is also the specific or the general will of God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I think that's pretty clear. It's like, how do you get away from that, right? These are all very good, very powerful elements that should be in our active Christian life. We don't do all of them perfect each and every day, but we should be recognizing that everybody's in call, everybody who's a Bible-believing, born-again Christian is called to be engaged with Bible, prayer, fellowship, giving, serving, reaching the lost and the unchurched, and being thankful for what the Lord has set before us. But, see, isn't that just, which in the dictionary means on the other hand. Besides the general will of God that most of you know, 
There is a specific will for your life. Your ministry, something that has you connected to it. Where do you find that from? Ephesians 4.16. From him, referring to Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Nobody's ever said this to you before, so I'll say it to you now. You are a part. You are a component in a massive assembly. You are, I mean, if you think of a car, you are some item on the car. You are some item in the body. You are some, the, the whole premise is that while we have these things that God has set before us, and you know we could go off on any of those talking about engaging with the Bible, engaging with prayer, engaging with fellowship with one another, being a person who gives to the ministry, showing your heart, being a person who serves, uh, serving other people, reaching the lost and the unchurched, and being thankful, which I believe is actually a specific, specific enough to say this is God's will for you, so I don't think there's any escape from that. All of that is accurate. We should be seeking that. But there is something that you were created for that has your fingerprints that makes you an individual part. That is what's fascinating. Because now we're talking about well, I understand the Christian faith and, you know, getting together for fellowship and I should be in my Bible and I should be reading. And yeah, I'll give every once in a while. And okay, I'll even serve at a Thanksgiving dinner thingy. And oh, that's true. I definitely need to be more thankful. I know that. But you see, there's something that has your face, your eyes, your retina scan, your fingerprints that nobody else has. And where you find fulfillment is not in racking up the bank account. It's finding that purpose for which God created you and doing it. And by doing it, you find out this is what I was made for. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden, ding, 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 all the bells go off. You know that. It doesn't mean you won't struggle. It doesn't mean won't, things won't be hard. It doesn't mean any of that. But it does mean that you've connected to the purpose of your existence. And that changes a person's path and understanding of life. So when we come back, we'll start diving into the specifics. The trivia answer, by the way, is that was false, my read on that. That wasn't Peter. It was the Apostle Paul who said those things. Just letting everybody know that's why that was so sneaky. Peter didn't say it. Paul did. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. What is the David Spoon experience? Today is have a bad day day. I don't I don't know. Have a bad day day. Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I, I don't know. I think it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. 
Okay. I'm not even going to – not touch. Not, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky – and Bullwinkle, Rocky and his friends, premiered on this day in 1959. See, that, that's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked the cartoon. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha <laughs> yeah, and Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes with the, the – <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, it was some pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night as we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove. And then that didn't sound right. And then sky divin, that doesn't sound right. Uh, sky divid, that doesn't sound right. Sky div, jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> It was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, maybe it's me. Uh, that's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs, when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter five, verse three. Poor, poor Wonder Julie's going, what happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Hey, I leave you alone for one day, and the wheels come off. Yeah, the wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready for our next trivia question. Here we go. Who tempted Jesus in this way? If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. I've always wondered about that, by the way. Throw yourself down. Like what? Break dancing here? What What am I doing? Okay. Uh, who tempted Jesus in that way? If you think you know the answer, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you to the website in just a second, but let me give you props to Captain Chris, who reminded me to do the trivia answer three seconds before we exited. Good. Good call right there, buddy. Good, Timely. Good. Yeah, very. I was like, no, 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 no. And then uh, he saved the day. All right, so again, uh, who, uh, who, t- who tempted Jesus in this way? If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. So you can call in 972-445-0770. And yes, I can say that faster. 
800-210-0770. And then uh, 214-210-8483 as well. David at hemusincrease.org and send you to the website. Oh, much. There's a lot to tell you about the website. Let's just keep it simple. Uh, check out. The, go to it. Check it out. There's nothing wrong with it. If 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 the, sometimes we get attacked by you know, you know people that don't like Christian stuff, that happens a lot. Uh, but we have a pretty good system. Everything's fine. Nobody's information gets tagged. Nothing like that. Go to he must increase dot org. Prayer request. He must increase dot org. Praise report. He must increase dot org. Looking to give to this ministry. He must increase dot org. Confused by what's happening right now. He must increase dot org. He must increase dot org. I just got. It has to be water. There's no other way. It has to be a pool, right? An ocean. Rubber band. How can that be a rubber band? Okay. No more thumbs for you. That's it. You're out of thumbs now, buddy. Uh, we do have somebody who's going to answer. Uh, you may as well laugh. We are. Uh, somebody's going to answer the trivia question. We ready? Here we go. Right. This is David. Who am I talking to? Pamela. Hi, Pamela. How are you? I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I do appreciate that. All right. This straightforward. Who tempted Jesus in this way? If you're the son of God, throw yourself down. Satan. That is correct, Amundo! You are right. <laughs> and again, I just, you know, I understand he was on a tower and all that, the high point, but it's just like, throw yourself down. Like, wait, you want me to drop down and roll? It's like kind of a weird temptation to me, but I get it. But that's it. The yeah. enemy tried to do, makes us try to get to do weird things. So excellent job right off the bat. Very good work. Well, good. Thank you. God bless. You're welcome. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, history. We got history. Got to do history. Let's go. All right, now, if my wife was in this studio right now and I said this, you would hear in the background, you'd hear somebody go, Yahoo! Praise the Lord! Okay, it's National Chip and Dip Day. <laughs> okay, there's only one thing Noelle likes more than chips and dips. I mean, there's only one thing. Forget it's not tacos. I mean, there's just tacos, chips, and dips. I mean, she's just like, she loves it. Uh, today is also Melba Toast Day. It's National Puppy Day, which you can't, if you don't like puppies, you can't have any batteries either. Uh, and then the last thing is uh, it's National Chia Day. Remember Chia? Okay. Chia. right? I found one that looked like one of my friends. I got it for him for Christmas. Somebody's calling in, so give him a, give him a thing. Uh, a couple other things to tell you, and then we'll go from there. And don't tell me you don't like chips and salsa because it doesn't matter. My wife does. <laughs> see, see, that's. See how that that works? On this day in 1775, Patrick Kennedy delivered his famous speech when he says, give me liberty or give me death. Hmm. 1857, first elevator is installed. Elijah Otis installed the elevator in New York City. Uh, 1903, the Wright brothers apply for a patent on the airplane. Uh, 1950, the TV show Beat the Clock debuted on CBS with Bud Collar. As the MC, the contestants had completed challenge before the time ran out. 
This show provided a then-unknown James Dean with his first job in television testing the challenges done on the show. James Dean used to test the challenges. Isn't that weird? It's like, wow, I think that's weird. Uh, this is not a good thing, and I don't know if it's a history repeating itself kind of scenario, but on this day in 1933, Adolf Hitler became a dictator of Germany. He passed the Enabling Act, which effectively gave him dictatorial powers. He then used those powers to ban other political parties. It's like, that just happened not that long. It's like, wow. Just seeing stuff like that, it's like, what is going on around here? It's just crazy, crazy land, Okay. Um, was that just pizza or just somebody saying hey or anything we need to know? It was actually a question about the trivia and wanted to know um, uh, where it was in the Bible that, that the quote came from. Okay, which uh, which was our last one? Yeah. So the, the temptations with Jesus are going to be in, well, I think they're in Matthew. Hey, that's a good question. Well, you know, take a second. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You guys aren't running away, right? So in Matthew... Uh, I think that is in Matthew 4 would be the first place where he says, uh, um, devil took him to Jerusalem. This is Matthew chapter 4, verse 5. Devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scripture says, he orders his angels to protect you and they will hold you with your hands to keep you from striking your foot. Jesus responded, the scripture also says, do not test the Lord your God. So that's going to be Matthew 4, 5, 6, 7. 5, 6, and 7 might be the thing. And then the other reference, I think, is in in Luke is the other reference where the other temptations are. So that's where it is. Okay? Okay. There you go. <laughs> where are we now? What are we doing? Whoop, whoop. Okay. Back to the back to the show. Uh, we did that. We did that. What else? Anything else? No? Yes? Good. Chris is like, be quiet and finish teaching. Okay, fine. Uh, big thing here is this. Look. God didn't create you for nothing. I mean, that's just silly, right? He created you for something. No, we can understand, and nobody's going to really have that hard time. You know, do you, you, you know part of his will is for you to know his heart. You know part of his will is for you to share your heart with him, to fellowship with one another, to be a giving person because God likes cheerful givers, to be a servant because Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 teaches us that we are, we are equipped, we're trained so we can be in service. Also, to be reaching, that's 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20, about having the ministry of reconciliation, and then having a thanksgiving heart, First Thessalonians 5.18. But we then dove into Ephesians 4.16, talking about each part and having the fingerprints and understanding that you have fingerprints. Here's another passage that gives you that illustration, Acts 26.12 through 16. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord and the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see in me. The word appoint, literally in the Greek, means the, the phrasing is you, listen to how that says it, you for this. That's what it means. You for this. 
That's the assignment. That's the appointment. It's a specific assignment. God may give you a specific assignment in stages so that you can't see the whole thing primarily because usually when we see what God's trying to do, we try to rush ahead, do it, and then are really good at messing it up. Just ask Abraham and Sarah how that went. And the whole behi- the whole premise behind this is for you and I to understand that God has appeared to you for a purpose. And so in the Greek, when it says you for this, he's a paper to you too. And it's like people say, well, that was what he said to Paul. So how many verses are you going to say that in where Paul says something and you were just say, well, that's what he said to Paul or that's what he said to David or that's what he said. I mean, that's why it's in the book. If God didn't want you to read it, it wouldn't be in the book. That's the bottom line. So he he has an appointment for you, a purpose for you. And the problem that people have is they think, well, I want God's purpose for me to let me win a singing competition, or I want God's purpose for me to have the biggest house or something like that. God's purpose for you is never going to be about you, for you, towards you, in you, all about you, around you. Everything the Lord does is centers around Jesus. There's only one superstar, and his name is Jesus Christ, and nobody else is sharing the stage. So what it is the Lord has you specifically to do will be enhancement of the of the, the reality that it all points to the glory of Jesus Christ. So the, the one thing you want to specifically nail down as best you can is what should I be doing? You already know you should be in your Bible and praying and fellowshipping and giving and serving and reaching the lost. And you, you already know that stuff, right? And you should be thanks, give, giving thanks. But uh, you need to move from that place to the specific place. That's exactly I'm going to give you four ideas to help you do that. That's nice. Do I have any trivia? I don't have any trivia left, do I? Okay, right. Um, do I? Do I? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have to check. I'm so into this, I'm just losing my mind. How's that? Am I doing all right? Yeah. Losing. Losing. Thanks. Boy, you and my wife ought to get together for coffee. Anyhow, so we're going to give you four things that we think are very helpful for you to get there. We'll do that when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas. 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God for you and I. God provided his own burnt offering 
his own lamb of sacrifice because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because I got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins, according to the Scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So somebody had called in. We're going to get to their call in just a second. But one of the questions that was asked is, where is that verse or what translation? So I just wanted to give people kind of a quick heads up where it talks on the trivia question. So in I'm going to read you like seven different translations in like less than a minute, and you'll hear what it has to say. This is the NIV. If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down. New The New Living Translation. If you're the Son of God, jump off. English Standard. If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down. Berean, throw yourself down. Uh, literal, uh, throw yourself down. King James, cast thyself down. Uh, New King James, uh, throw yourself down. There you go. Uh, and then also, if you go further down into some of these other ones, uh, throw yourself down, throw yourself. A lot of throw yourself down stuff. <laughs> it's just like, so that's on the uh, Matthew chapter four, verse six. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take our call and see what we can do to help. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? I'm here. Hello. I'm here. Okay. Can you turn down your radio? Whatever. We're getting a little bit of feedback, a little bit of echo. Yeah, that's that's if, that's the hard. What's right, the hardest part about it? Yeah, just keep it. Turn it all the way down. It's the only way to do it because. I, I, no, I didn't have the radio on. I just have a window now. Okay, so, perfect. All right. I'll roll it up. What can I do to help you? What What can I well, help? I was with? just I was just curious what uh, a Bible translation you was reading out of uh, when we were talking about the uh, being thrown down. Uh, uh -huh. Was that Was that in Luke? No, that was in Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, that'd be Matthew 4, 6. Uh, there's a couple of translations that say either throw yourself down, cast yourself down. There's two translations that say jump. 
and actually three that say cast thyself down. So that that's out of like the you. top twenty that I can that I know of. That's without going into it too deep. Yeah, I was just uh, cause I I done a lot of research on Bible translations, and when the when I saw that the the King James is translated from the Textus Receptus manuscripts and the New King James and ESV and NIV, all those have been translated from the Alexandrian text and Correct. also the Catholic Bible. So uh, it just seems like uh, there are some disturbing uh, tra- uh, translation well, that, uh, differences. That's, and, uh, that, 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 and, and, uh, when I hear something different than the King James, it just bought it. <laughs> yeah, I got okay. you. You know, it's, it's kind of uh, discern- uh, concerning because, you know, we want people to have the truth. Well, and, here, uh, and here's here's what I would say to you. So, and I'm I'm a bibliologist. So, anytime you want to get into this really deep, I'd love to. But nobody who is, and I'm a big King James fan. But nobody who's a, a King James fan recognizes that Jesus quoted the Septuagint ninety two percent of the time, which was a translation modification of the Jewish Bible. And nobody's saying that. Nobody's talking about that. Like, wait a minute. How can he quote the Septuagint 92% of the time, which is a which is a subvariant translation, and he didn't seem to mind. And it's like there, there, sometimes people take it a little too far. My statement to people on a regular basis is, look, if the Lord is speaking to you genuinely through the Word of God, and your translation is the King James or the NASB, but the Lord is your communion with the Lord, that ain't a bad thing. I got saved under the in the Good News Bible, but that was 43 years ago. I don't read it now, but I read it then, and it moved me to the place where I needed to be. So sometimes the yeah, Lord will saying, use other I'm things. I'm not saying so, God can't use them. Yeah, I'm no, I mean, he that, does, that he uses we, everything. We want the exact truth. Yeah. The King James is the only one that well, has the exact truth. I'd strongly disagree with that because I, the, the Texas Receivers has a lot of issues with it, well, and I'd love to talk to you about at, it, but just not on this particular show. But I love real, it. Real quick, just, uh, just have everybody look up uh, John chapter 10, verse 29, yeah. and that'll, that should set a lot of people's minds at ease. Yep, you got John it. John chapter 10, verse 29. That's right. Because it's exact. Because the King James says yeah, that that he that's, is the gift of God, and and, and the, the, the King other James, the King James is just another Jesus, translation. So, you know, so it's it's, it's not it's certainly not the only or the only acknowledged since the church was around for eighteen hundred, seventeen hundred years prior. So well, that would just well, be a weird says, that'd be a weird thing to say. So I appreciate that, but no, the answer is no. <laughs> so we think if you like the King James, go for it. But if you're trying to put your like of King James on somebody else, that's not right. Okay, that's where we draw the line. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> is that a nice way to say that? 1,600 years without the King James. I think the church did just fine. Uh, here we go. Uh, bottom line to this last question. Which really cool queen in the Old Testament said, how can I bear to see disaster fall on my people? How can I bear to see the destruction of my family? Which cool queen, good queen then, said that? Okay, there you go. All right, let me give the answer on this uh, last thing because I don't want anybody. Oh, I should give you the access. Oh, hold on. Uh, 972 <laughs> Al's answer wins the internet, but I can't give it yet. Uh, 214-210-8483 would be the text and then the email david at he must increase.org. 
See, here's the thing. You got to love everybody the best you can, but you're not everybody's going to agree with you. You don't even agree with yourself when you were 20 years younger. I mean, just come on, people. Okay, let me give you four things that will help you find specifically the will of God. Here we go. We start with James chapter 1, which most people should know pretty well. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. The first thing you got to do when you're looking for the specific will of God is ask. I know that's what? Asking? I can't believe you're asking us to ask. Yes, ask. Number two, is that funny? Number two, Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. That means making ourselves available. So first we ask the Lord, what do you want us to do? Second, we say, Here I am. I'm available Use me for whatever task you have in mind. The third thing that we do is we need to be spiritually minded. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, ha, so see the will of God being attached. Get that? Get that? And fourth, make finding his will a top priority in your life. Jesus said this, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. These four principles are how you find the will of God for you specifically, as opposed to the general will of God, which is Bible, prayer, fellowship, giving, serving, reaching, thanksgiving, and probably a few other things. But those are the things everybody should be engaged with. But then you go into the asking, you make yourself available, you become spiritually or stay spiritually minded, and then you make finding as well a top priority in your life. It's not even like, well, that's it's almost like self-help because you're not charging me $9 billion. Well, I know, except I didn't write this stuff. Everything we have is at least 2,000 years old. <laughs> Somebody answering the trivia question? Okay. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Ken. Hey, how are you, buddy? Another beautiful day. A beautiful day today. It really is a nice day. Last night was cold, but today is just beautiful. All right, my well, I wouldn't, friend. Wear, wouldn't wear a skirt today, but yeah, it's, well, a, but it's I, a tough one. By the time I got outside, I had to do my devotions. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1 o'clock. <laughs> All right, which cool, totally awesome queen said, how can I bear to see dis, dis, disaster fall on my people? How can I bear to see destruction on my family? You know... Esther was who came to my mind. That is correct, sir! <laughs> Queen Esther is exactly correct. She was so concerned about her own, and this is one of the few moments in, you see in Scripture there, the Lord, the, I mean, she was told, God put you here, you were put in this position, is actually what it says, for this very purpose, which is hilarious since we're talking about finding our purpose. That was the very reason she was made queen, so she could be an agent to save the people, uh, the Jewish people, from disaster. I think it's um, I think it was um, awesome. I think it's a great book. I, I always enjoy reading it. I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it, brother. God bless you, and thank you for being a part of it.
Thank you, and God bless you, brother. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, what a great way to end that. Because see how Queen Esther had this very specific task, but guess what? She guess what? She was a believer. She just didn't know specifically what the task was for her for her fingerprints until it, the time came. That's why for us, we want to be what? We want to be asking, making sure that we're asking the Lord, making ourselves available right? Whatever the Lord wants to use us, however the Lord wants to use us, to be spiritually minded, which means not to be influenced by the flesh or by the world or by Satan, and making God's will our top priority. Because what's more important? What's more important than finding the will, the plan, and the purpose of God? Nothing, nothing. It helps you fulfill your creation. It helps fulfill the purpose of your creation. So if anybody wants any back notes on this, you can always get it, or you can do this really funny thing. Listen to the podcast. (laughs) That's something that you can do. We'll let you, and we won't even charge you. Isn't that nice? That's right. (laughs) All you have to do is put up with a few lame jokes here or there, and then you can get through it all. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.